This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the latest edition of Return to Glory. I'm Jason Evans, your guide through this oral history as we reflect on the 20th anniversary of the 2001 Duke Blue Devils men's basketball national champions. I know, I know. I promised that we would be talking about the final four next, but I'm hoping all of you will be patient. The best laid plans of this podcaster were thrown into disarray when Coach K shocked all of us by announcing his imminent retirement. Between that and the other forces pulling me this way and that in my life, it's just been impossible for me to get the final four episodes ready. I am so sorry about that. But trust me, it will be worth the wait. And while you are waiting, I do have a couple extra nuggets to hold you over. These are some stories and reflections that just haven't quite found a home yet in any Return to Glory episode, so I'll get them to you now. Up first is Carlos Boozer talking about Coach K. I thought that with K announcing his retirement, this reflection would be particularly interesting. It came when I asked Carlos to think about the bond he shares with his teammates. And though he started by talking about that, he quickly changed course and began discussing what Coach K looks for in a player. Have a listen to Carlos Boozer on the kind of player who laces it up for Coach K. There's something special about being on a championship team. It's, it's like being in a I don't know, fraternity, you know, you're, you're in a small fraternity of guys that all went through similar, uh, a similar maturation process at, at, as you will, not only as individuals, but more importantly, collectively as a group. Right. So we start the year off and we're just a, a you know, a basketball team that has aspirations of winning a championship. And somehow we metamorphosis, we metamorphose, how do you say that word? We turn into, <laughs> right. We turn into a team that won a championship. And there's a lot of shit that happens between the start of the season and the end of the season. And so on that journey, and some of some of that, some of that, some of that's good and some of it's bad. But the reason, the reason why Coach K recruits players that are comfortable being uncomfortable. What does that mean? So every player that Coach K recruits is going to be a good player, right? He's going to be a, an you know, all-American or you know, a guy that a guy that is that could change a franchise by himself. He's talented enough to do so. That's not the part that Coach K cares about. What Coach K cares about: Are you capable of growth? Are you afraid to do the work to grow as a player? 
So what do we know as human beings? For growth requires something that not everybody's willing to do. Get outside your comfort zone. If you, if you, if you feel as a senior in high school, if you believe that you're as good as you're going to be, Coach K doesn't want you. I'm a finished product as a senior in high school. He, he doesn't want me. He wants guys that are, un, that are comfortable being uncomfortable. Why does he want that? Because he wants to see you reach your full potential, which means he's going to have to challenge you. He's going to have to challenge you to get outside of your, your comfort zone so that you can grow individually, so you can be so you can reach your potential to be the best you you can be, which can make our team, if we, have, if we have a team full of guys who is the best version of themselves, collectively we'll be the best team on, on college basketball. And that's what Coach K recruits. He recruits guys that are comfortable being uncomfortable. So why am I telling you that? The reason why I'm telling you that is because without that element, without that element, we don't win a championship. We got Shane is not afraid of work. Jay Will, not afraid to work. Dunleavy, not a, none of the guys on the team were afraid to put to get in each other's faces and be like, I need more from you. Right? So we, we just had a you when you go through those things in the course of the season, you become brothers, right? You know, Carlos Boozer has easily been one of the best interviews for my conversations with the 2001 team. And another guy who has given me gold over and over again is Casey Sanders. Here's a story Casey told me about practice and the pressure everyone felt to become one of Coach K's favorites. We were in a practice and we did like a quick, like, uh, it was like a quick baseline timeout play, right? <clears throat> I don't know that we remember the play exactly, but all of a sudden Buck gets his hands on the ball. I just joined the white team. Okay. Mind you, there's something like I like to call the sexy six. Okay. These are the first six players in the rotation at Duke. Coach loves those guys. Those are the sexy six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh, boy, do we want to get into those first six spots? And it's a dog fight to get in. My God. So I just got in on the white team. I've had a couple of plays, but I haven't done anything really. My God, defense is my thing. Blue has the ball. Andre Buckner comes in and makes this layup, like a running hook shot layup over me and does like a post. No, he posts me up with the ball. He posts me up and he made this hook shot over me. I was so, I was so in awe of it because I was like, how the hell did he do that? And then I didn't get really mad until all my teammates started to laugh and coach stopped practice. And so this is just another one of those things where competitiveness and the importance of a situation led to like disbelief, anger, and then honestly, a closeness. Because again, I'm still not overjoyed that he made that <laughs> after I just joined the white team and I'm trying to build a reputation here. But, you know, the competitiveness to which he had in the respect of what he was doing as a player and a person. And, and I will say that that's the one thing for any Duke alum, any Duke fan, uh, any Duke-minded person. When I think about the Duke mentality uh, as a culture, at least how I remember it, was just 
pride in, in excellence. Okay, before we go, I've got one more little nugget from Casey Sanders. And once you hear it, you'll know why this didn't really fit into any other episode of Return to Glory. So here's Casey on his many nicknames. Oh, man. Like, uh, so when I came in, you know, they called me Big Case. Uh, you know, some of my nicknames are Super Slim, Big Sexy. But the ones that, uh, the one that really took off at Duke uh, was the one I self-named myself. And it was because after my freshman year, uh, again, the reason I'm 15 to 10 minutes early or f- at least five minutes early for everything, if I've got an appointment with somebody, even to this day, is because, like I said, when I came in as a freshman, I had a lot to learn. And my God, I always felt like everybody was like barking orders at me or just yelling at me. And coach was all, I was always in this man's doghouse. Um, but it was just because they were, they were trying to motivate me and, you know, get me to be what I could be. That being said, that brings a lot of pressure to a, a young guy who's still trying to find a little bit of foothold of who he is. So I just said, you know, I'm like, I'm like, the do- I'm everybody's favorite dog because I'm loyal, uh, I'm easy to play with. But my God, everybody's barking orders at me. I'm always in this guy's dog. I, I was just nicknamed it. It came into my head. I was like, I'm the dog. You know, I'm just, I'm just the dog around here. I'm always in. This- <laughs> and then it got to be fun because I would refer to myself as the dog. and that's how it actually caught on was just me joking around and then they all started calling me the dog and then it just became a thing so that's probably you know anybody who played ball with me at duke during that time they that's my nickname they call me the dog well that's going to do it for this abbreviated edition of return to glory i hope you enjoyed it i'll be back very soon with duke facing maryland in the final four i promise i'll get to it Thanks again to the 2001 team for letting me go on this anniversary journey with them. And thanks to all of you for being loyal fans of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. I'm Jason Evans. I'll see you next time on Return to Glory.